Welcome to the New Wave Entrepreneur, where we dive headfirst into Web 3.0, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will prepare you for the rapidly changing world. So, jump in. The water is warm and the tide is rising. Hey there, before this episode begins, I want to draw your attention to, dun, 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 drum roll, my new website. Of course, that website goes in line with everything we've been talking about on the New Wave podcast, so the URL of this website is newwaveentrepreneur.com. This is the hub, my friends. This is the hub where all of the updates regarding the things that are important to you and important to me will be released. So if you go on newwaveentrepreneur.com, you'll be able to find all the interesting things that I've been working on that I want to share with you, including a brand new blog that I've just started, which will house all the content for this podcast, including access to a special behind the scenes premium version of this podcast with additional material. And I'll have listings for my newest workshops, which are coming up. By the way, there's a new one coming December 17th and 18th. Check that out, the New Wave Workshop, as well as other things I'm hosting, like my coaching programs, like uh, like different events that I'm hosting or going to be a part of. All the things that you need to know to make this experience of the New Wave complete, free and more premium on the New Wave website. So, newwaveentrepreneur.com. That's the new website. I encourage you to check it out and let me know what you think. Now, onto the show. friends, welcome back to another episode of New Wave Entrepreneur. I am your host, Daniel DiPiazza, and I'm so happy to have you here today. Uh, this is a solo episode because, well, it's a private conversation between you and I. And I mean, let's get down to it. The reason why you're listening to the show is because you understand that there is a new paradigm that's shaping the world. And especially with our generation, the younger generation, millennials and younger, we realize that the way that we approach the world is going to have to be different than that of our parents and grandparents in order to create the community and the experiences that we want for our lives and our children. And this is the same in every generational shift. You know, every generation has imbued upon them responsibilities which are different than the generation before. And those responsibilities are unique to the time period. I think that our generation is especially poised to create some of these new, these new paradigms because we come at a very unique time in history. You know, as we've been talking about throughout the show and throughout the, you know, the guests I've been bringing on will continue to bring on, millennials specifically are the generation that bridges the gap between analog and digital. We were the last generation to really see the world without the internet. And with that, I believe that internet has brought us a new form of awareness of what is really possible with humans. You know, there's an idea of um, human transcendency that's 
coming upon us now, they call it the trans, transhuman movement, the idea that we can be more than what we are through technology, through spirituality, and through doing the work on ourselves. And really, that's the core of this show, finding all the ways in which we can become more, we can do more, we can elevate ourselves uh, and live a life that we, not only the ones that we're meant to live, but things that we couldn't even imagine through doing interesting exercises of self-revelation, uh, of Diving deep into our subconscious, diving deep into our our you know our our well of human experiences, and as I talk about through the show, one of the ways that I've done this is through the use of psychedelics. Now, psychedelics are really just a gateway to accessing what's already inside of you, and I can tell you for a fact that in my journeys, especially even in Peru, when I would speak to the shamans, they would say, you know, you don't need this medicine. And then we call it medicine because it really, it heals. You don't necessarily need this. This is only the medicine that unlocks really the true healer, which is you. You are the healer inside of yourself. And oftentimes what these substances, these medicines do is they just reveal to you more of who you actually are. And one of the analogies I give of this is it's kind of like, you know, a psychedelic and often terms, oftentimes it's like taking a helicopter to the top of a mountain just so you can see down from the peak. And traditional things like meditation are more like walking up the mountain. And there are many ways that you can get to that same place. Meditation, breath work, you know, cold plunge therapy, even traditional therapy, I think is a form of, you know, very useful uh, self-development and self-work. But these medicines, or I should say, and these medicines like plant medicines do help to do some uh, some quite interesting revealing of self. And if you look at them from a scientific perspective, really, they are uh, helping to change the way that information flows between the right and left hemisphere of your brain and how your brain is actually firing and rewiring in the process. You know, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, one of my favorite authors says, you know, if it fires together, it wires together. And the idea that the more that we create the same patterns of thinking, uh, the more that our brain becomes used to thinking in that way. And then the easier it is for us to take that same neural pathway. And because we're thinking in the same way, and because we're firing our neurons in the same way, we create the same reality for ourselves, because we're essentially living in a future that is based on our past experiences. And we can become predictive of our own experiences by looking at our past because we're feeling about the future, what we've already felt about the past, and we live inside of this loop. And, um, you know, that can be a good thing for, for pleasurable experiences, obviously, and for, for uh, you know, positive aspects of our life. But we all know that there are areas of our lives that we seem to loop on, we seem to get stuck in, we seem to be able to have a hard time moving on from. And I've particularly found that plant medicine, psychedelics are a great way to break the pattern. It's almost like a pattern interrupt. That's something you'd refer to in NLP. You know, in NLP, they talk about a pattern interrupt, which is if someone is talking to you, you make a crazy noise or you say something that's completely off topic or you do something to completely change the state of the other person. If some of it is kind of to confuse them, to shock them, to snap them out of it. Because when you change the state of someone, it actually changes the way that they're perceiving that moment and it actually stops them from uh, from thinking about the thing that they were, they were referring to before. And we're almost doing that in our minds to a certain extent when we use psychedelics. We're interrupting our own patterns. And so that's why these plant, plant medicines can be so powerful and so useful because 
Through traditional things like meditation or therapy, you can absolutely change and shape your mind. And I would even say there's definitely space for actual prescription over-the-counter therapeutic Uh, psychological medications when necessary. Um, And I think in small doses, you know, for short periods of time, those can be quite useful, especially in acute and life-threatening situations where you're suicidal or things, you know, are really necessary. It's no problem to take an antidepressant. Those things can be very helpful. But long-term, they don't help to necessarily reshape your brain and and basically help your neurons to fire in a healthier, uh, more robust pattern. They don't really help to change your mind. If anything, they lock it into the same patterns and you know with with traditional things like meditation and therapy you know those can take years to make changes and although there are permanent changes they can be important changes these plant medicines can sometimes affect incredible changes you know years of changes in a night you know in a single sitting and that's certainly what i've experienced with things like uh, psilocybin mushrooms ayahuasca um you know lsd you know acid and uh, dmt and so on this podcast, I wanted to today talk about one of my experiences or my general experience with DMT, which is one of the uh, the most powerful and potent psychedelics plant medicines known to man, and, um, and give you a little background on my perspective on DMT. Now, you might have heard Joe Rogan talk about this stuff. It's pretty powerful. I don't know if he was the first person to refer to it and for me to pick that up. In fact, I actually believe it was my wife uh, who first introduced me to the concept of not really psychedelics, but some more specifics like DMT. When we were in uh, in Atlanta, you know, this is over 10 years ago now, she used to read this website called Arrowid, which is um, basically a site that reports, that, that, that features people's different trip reports. And she would read these really fascinating stories of people's trips on different psychedelics. And we would just think about what it would be like to try these things. Things. And this is before we really had access to it. And I, I feel that the medicines, just like great teachers, appear when the pupil is ready. They say when the pupil is ready, the master will appear. And so for anyone asking, like, how do I, how do I come into contact with these things? I think the first uh, step, although they are becoming more well legalized or at least decriminalized in different areas of the United States and the world, I think the first thing is just to be genuinely interested in them and to start studying them so that you start to see who other, who else in your perhaps community is also into this stuff. And through conversations with other interested parties, it's usually fairly easy to get access to uh, different psychedelics, whether it's through shaman or through even, uh, you know, like trusted medical centers. I know, for instance, in LA, uh, you can do ketamine therapy, which is a what I've heard is a fantastic psychedelic that can really help you through depression and PTSD. I know that in Oregon, where I am, they have psilocybin therapy. These are all in controlled settings. And I also know many different uh, people have gone through the shamanic route, and there are obviously shamans in the U.S., but they also have true shamanic experiences in South America, in Central America, and Mexico. And so you can do some research into those. Sarah has taken a journey to Peru to do, you know, an ayahuasca journey with the authentic shaman, as of I myself, and this is just part of their culture. You know, we're we're late to the game. They've been doing this for centuries, and so I would highly recommend that, you know, during your journey. 
you don't necessarily treat it recreationally. You find someone who's a trusted guide who can take you, you know. There are lots of people who've tried maybe acid or mushrooms by themselves, and there's no problem with that, you know, or with friends, and there's no, there's not necessarily a problem with that. You can do that safely, but I would recommend that one, you basically do as much research as you can on the things that you're interested in, so you understand what the uh, potential complications are, you understand what the effects are, you understand what you're actually looking to accomplish from the process going into it, and uh, you know, then you kind of understand what some of the signs and symptoms are of the of the medicine, so that you don't get too shocked. You'll find that when you take these psychedelics, there will be intense periods where you feel like, man, I don't know if I'm okay. I don't know if I'm going to be okay. I could be dying. And typically, that's you know, that's your ego dying. It's not. It's not yourself. It's it's the feeling of losing control sometimes. And if you sit with it, you'll be able to have that feeling pass. But that's why it's so great to actually have a trip sitter for you if you're going to take these by yourself. And better than a trip sitter would be a dedicated shaman or a guide who has experience with these medicines. So, you know, that's the disclaimer. Do your research on this stuff. Make sure that you're being safe with it. Generally speaking, though, unless you have like a rare heart condition or some sort of anomaly that you're not aware of, uh, you don't really die on these medicines. You will die if you're maybe freaking out and you do something crazy, but even that doesn't really happen if you're in a setting that is, you know, a comfortable, calm, safe environment with someone who's caring for you, you're going to be okay. Um, Another thing I'd recommend, too, is that if you're going to take uh, anything that is from a source that you don't know and trust, that you um, test the medicine. So, you know, even things like uh, like MDMA, which is also considered part of the psychedelic class of, um, of drugs, you know, I've done that before going to a concert, for instance. I did that at the Kanye West concert, uh, going to the Pablo concert on the Pablo tour, which was just, oh, that was just a lifetime experience, man. When you hear, first of all, you don't realize how many hits Kanye has, but when you hear some of these songs and the beautiful live orchestras and the lights and the sage, you know, and you're on uh, Molly, you know, MDMA, it's, uh, it's, it's life-changing and really you'll feel so connected to the music. But when I uh, took that Molly, I had a at-home drug test that I got from CVS and I tested it to make sure that it was actually Molly, that it was pure, that I was getting what I paid for. So again, just little practical notes here. We are going to get right back to the episode, but first, I want to tell you two things. Well, one, I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me and to have me share some of my opinions and my thoughts with you. And the second thing is, if you are listening to this episode and you're digging what we are putting down, if you are into the new wave, if you want to learn about how you too can be a part of this new transition in technology, this new transition in economy, and be a part of everything that's happening, I highly encourage you to check out the New Wave Workshop. This is a live workshop I'm hosting via Zoom, December 17th and 18th, with me and a bunch of other really smart friends who are going to break down everything you need to know about blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, Web3, the metaverse, and everything in between. 
This is a fantastic primer that will allow you to understand what's going on so that you can participate in this transition rather than just sitting back and being a consumer. This is your opportunity to really understand what's happening so that you too can take advantage of this time, so that you can learn to invest, so that you can understand where the scams are and avoid them, and so that you can come out on top. This is a great opportunity for you to be part of the new wave. So if you want to learn more about this workshop and how you can get involved, you go to newwaveentrepreneur.com forward slash workshop. That's where all the info will be. And of course, we'll put this in the show notes as well. So thank you for listening. And now back to the episode. Um, so on this podcast and, you know, throughout this series of podcasts, I'm going to be sharing some of my trip experiences with you. And the very first one I wanted to share with you was my experience uh, with DMT. And DMT is the actually the first psychedelic I tried, which looking back on my now history of use with psychedelics and just the general classification of psychedelics, I would say this is like going to fire a machine gun you know, before firing a handgun. It's kind of like doing skydiving before you, you know, before you learn to, you know, before you, before you go bungee jumping. Like it's, it's one of the more extreme psychedelics in terms of overall power, power. It's the most powerful or certainly one of the most powerful uh, that I've ever encountered. And so for that reason, I think it was an interesting first choice. I don't think it was wrong. In fact, I think that starting with DMT gave me such a frame of reference for what's possible with psychedelics that it, it allowed me to expand myself much more quickly. So it might not be right for everyone, but for me, it was right. And, um, you know, during my experience, I gained an entirely new perspective on how the universe works, who I am and how I fit into it and what this all means and how I'm connected to the whole. And I actually wrote wrote about this uh, in several different places and it was received pretty well. You know, the article I wrote was what it's like to die meeting God through my experiences with DMT. And this was published in LA Weekly. It was published on Medium. It was uh, sent out to uh, to my readers, who you might be one of. And um, I wanted to relay that experience here and read some of my writing um, because I think that it's a very good description of what the experience for me was like. And flexing myself here a bit, I've gotten the response from several people, you know, over the years that this was one of the most uh, well-written accounts of the experience. Because for me, I felt like I was really able to, in this flow, tap into what that process felt like for me. And I hope that it gives you some idea of what it could feel like for you as well. To set the stage, you know, my first experience with DMT was with my wife in Topanga, at the private home of a, uh, of a of a trusted friend, a shaman, and uh, whom we were meeting for the first time at that time, but we had gotten many recommendations from other close friends, and so we go to try the medicine. And it's um, you, you know the first thing about DMT is it's a short experience. That's what you have to know. It's not a, it's not a long experience. So whereas ayahuasca, for instance, is is a longer experience of you know could be up to eight to 12 hours dmt is anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes a lot of times it's on the shorter end and you can even go several sessions you can even go a few times within within an hour or so if you want to because it's kind of like again taking a helicopter up to the top of the mountain you get up there really quickly and you compress a lot of information it's it's like you know it's like 
compressing a file and zipping it up and all the information is in there, but it's, it's stacked. You know, it's almost like, um, it's like going into a bookstore and, uh, and downloading all the books in that bookstore and then storing it on a hard drive. You know, all the information is in there, but it's a lot of information. And when you're done with the experience, you have this incredible sense of having absorbed an entire lineage, an entire ancestry, an entire universe of knowledge, and yet you can't access all of it. You know, just like there's no way you could read all the files on your computer, there's no way that you'll be able to access all the pieces of information. And so what I found was interesting is that in an ayahuasca experience, the journey is much longer, both both from a perception standpoint and from an actual time, a real time standpoint. You know, time does kind of uh, stand still in these experiences, but from a real-time perspective, you know, hours on earth, ayahuasca is much longer. And that journey is much more like hearing a long song or watching a long movie. And you can really recall individual moments through that journey. In DMT, it almost skips past the story and gets right to the feeling, right to the message, right to the core of what it all means. And that's certainly an intriguing question for people you know, myself included, what does this all mean? Why are we here? What is this about? Why Why am I in this human meat suit, you know, experiencing these things? Why Why have I chosen to come to earth at this moment and this and this body at this time, you know, with these people as my friends and family? What is, what's the purpose of me being here? Why do I feel like this? Um, you know, what's next for me? What's important? What's not important? All of it gets answered very, very quickly. And it's so quick that you have to take it in and it might take you weeks, months, or years to digest even that short 20-minute experience. And it's almost like um, there was a, uh, I think it was St. Thomas Aquinas, he said something along the lines of, I I know what time is, but when you ask me what it is, I don't know. It's the same thing with this. It creates this unspeakable knowledge. These experiences with DMT create this unspeakable knowledge where you have this new depth of understanding for your existence in the world. And yet if someone were to ask you, all you could kind of do is nod and smile because it's almost impossible to put it into words because the knowing is innate. And, um, you know, I've done these experiences with close friends, with uh, both of my parents and my wife. And it's so interesting to hear their feedback as well. So I'm curious if you've had this experience and what yours is like. But now I'm going to read, you know, some of this experience for you. And um, and my my ask of you is that you keep an open mind and um, and you keep an open mind to the possibility that there are levels of of existence and being that you have never tapped into that that would be beneficial to you if you had access to them. And so that's that is my only request: an open mind with these stories. And so, I mean, before we get into it, obviously consult your physician with this type of stuff. I know it's going to be very exciting to hear this, but make sure that you're if you do try psychedelics, you're medically able to. You know, that's all up to personal choice. Um, DMT is an extremely powerful medicine that you should only take with someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, Like I said, I always have a trusted guide. This really isn't recreational stuff. It has to be treated with respect and care. Uh, One thing that's interesting as a note is that uh, DMT is natural. So it's found in almost every plant and animal. Uh, It occurs naturally in your brain. Uh, You know, it is, of course, illegal in most countries. Uh, Does that really surprise you? Of course not. In the United States, uh, it's federally illegal. It's a class, you know, one or class A substance, whatever they call it. Uh, but in Oregon, where I live, 
they have decriminalized basically all psychedelics, which is an interesting move. And that wasn't why we why we came to Oregon, but it is certainly a benefit. Um, and there are certain cities in, I don't think there are any other whole states, but there are certain cities in the United States that have also decriminalized most or all psychedelics. One of them would be Oakland, California. So look and see where those lines are around you. But use your discretion, follow your gut, do your research before you make any decisions. So with all that being said, here is my experience. I believe in God because I have met it. But the God I have met is not just the Lord of any particular religion or doctrine. It's not a Christian, Jewish, or Muslim God. The God I have met doesn't have a book of rules for what we can or can't do. It has no sex or race, and certainly no white beard. In fact, this God doesn't even have a personality or any preferences. The God I've met is pure energy. The energy of the entire cosmos, outside and independent of time, in all directions forever. You may think you can imagine something this vast, but it's impossible if you haven't experienced it. In the past five years, I've done work all over the world with different forms of meditation, putting myself in trances and tons of other weird shit, including testing the effects of many different plant medicines. One of these medicines, DMT, is a psychedelic that many refer to as the spirit molecule. It's the active ingredient in the sacred brew ayahuasca. Scientists believe your brain releases large quantities of it when you're born and when you die. Through DMT, short for dimethyltryptamine, I've actually seen what I can only describe as the death tube. The death tube is that spiral, radiating staircase that many people have described in their near-death experience documentaries as the white light. You know, when they say, don't go towards the light, Johnny! Johnny! <laughs> and as you ascend the tube, you can feel your entire ego, your entire personality crumbling beneath you and falling into an infinite sea. Your brain is a computer on the verge of rebooting. You're about to wipe the slate clean. This is your Morpheus moment. Imagine the terror of knowing that everything you ever thought, felt, or remembered was going away. That none of this, including you, was ever real. Yet being somehow delighted and utterly content with the irony of it all. Imagine feeling the full intensity of every emotion in the human catalog. From heartbreaking despair to tremendous joy, the energy, wisdom, and power developed over centuries of human evolution courses through you, releasing a choreographed stream of every color, image, and vision you've ever had in your entire life, superimposed on top of itself all at once. Every feeling of gratitude you've ever had multiplied by one million, every loving memory with your friends, loved ones, and partners magnified, all of it tempered by the intense fear that it was all coming to an end. This is what it's like to die. Imagine your spirit woven into the collective spirit of every other being that has ever lived or ever will live, instantly endowing you with the knowledge of every word that's ever been thought or said or written now and in the future. Once you move beyond the self, all fear dissolves. And just when you think you can't take anymore, you'll break into a trillion mirrored pieces and shoot through to the other side of infinity, down the spiral radiating white tube, and you emerge on the other side into what I can only describe as a divinely loving and celestial void. Except there is no you. There is the presence of God with no form. It knows you because you are it. It's a homecoming. It's looking in the mirror. The entire act is self-referential. You will realize that you are God. 
And the reason it's been so hard for you to see is the simple fact that it's the same reason you lose your glasses while you're still wearing them. The reason you cannot see that you are God is the same reason that the fish does not know it's wet. And there is no judgment in this elevated place. There is no review of your life or criticism. There is no score being kept or grades being given. There is only unconditional, total, and complete love and acceptance for all that is. There is complete empathy and understanding beyond the capacity of human intellect, which is often overridden by pride and by emotion. Pure love. This love is so overwhelming that my words don't have precision or depth to describe it. It's so utterly filling and transcendent that the experience has etched a permanent mark on my soul. The moment was fundamentally life-altering. Anybody in the world who is cruel would only need to experience this once to feel utterly ashamed and repentant. It is the universal equalizer. And I know that my perspective will not necessarily match up with everyone's particular beliefs or experiences, and I can understand that. I have no desire to convert you to my way of thinking and seeing the world. But this isn't speculation on my end. These are experiences I've actually had. And for that reason alone, you can take what you'd like from them. <laughs> oh, man. That's me. That's me. You know, that has been something that I've referred to uh, for years now as kind of the the overall introductory piece to my perspective on psychedelics. And you know what's interesting? You know what I've learned is that DMT especially I found to be the pinnacle of psychedelic experience. And everything I've had since then has been in reference to DMT. So even when I, in Toronto, did the eight-day um, advanced meditation retreat with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And we spent eight days uh, each day doing six to eight hours of meditation. And he's been teaching us all these different techniques uh, for unlocking our mind. What were we doing? We were unlocking the pineal gland and the pineal gland is where DMT is released. So I found myself releasing my own DMT in my brain, you know, through meditation. And I found even in other psychedelics, me going back to the DMT state, even, you know, smoking cannabis, smoking weed, I find that I can go back to the DMT state because this experience has given me a reference point where it's shown me a door that exists that I didn't know was there before. It's always been there, but I didn't know it was there. And now I know how to get back. You know, in a way, it's kind of like, this is going to sound funny, but it's kind of like Never Never Land, you know, first star on the right and straight on till morning. And um, that has been something that I've only been able to access once I had that reference point, just like, you know, Peter Pan can only go to Neverland if he's already been there. And um, that has been a, a huge blessing in my life because I've always known that even when things have gotten stressful, I've been able to just refer to these deep, deep embedded memories in my mind and remember that there's something so much deeper than the day-to-day -day grind. There's something so much deeper than the hustle and bustle and the than the capitalism capitalism crush of my daily experiences, than the than the, the need for searching and pining and grasping. I've always felt after this experience particularly that I had this inner core of calm and confidence because, well, I mean, to be frankly and frank with you and blunt, I've already kind of died and I felt what that feels like. You know, I know this even sounds bad, but even throughout COVID, I've thought to myself, and this is certainly my mom would not like to hear this. And I'm not saying that I hope I die. I wish I die. I'm also not saying that 
I, um, you know, I don't have empathy and extreme, um, you know, care for those who've suffered both personally and through family with COVID. That's all, of course, almost doesn't need to be said, shouldn't need to be said. Um, but I thought because of this experience, I thought, you know, if I die, that's okay. You know, I've already kind of, I've had a great life. I've lived some incredible experiences. I've had love. I've had family. I've had, you know, I've had friends. I've experienced some success in some areas. Uh, I, I've, I've had a good, well-rounded experience. And of course, there's more. But partially because of my experiences with psychedelics like DMT, I said, oh, this is, this is what it's like to die. And it's not so bad. And that's okay. And Alan Watts has an entire riff on what it is like to die and how children have this this fantasy of what it would be like to go to sleep and never wake up. And of course, it would be the same thing as waking up, having never gone to sleep. And that's what being born is like. When you're born, you're waking up for the first time, but you never actually remember going to sleep. It's just a wake up. And isn't that the same thing as dying, but in reverse, going to sleep and never waking up? The experience is actually two sides of the same coin. And so... Once I've realized that intellectually and experienced that personally, I certainly uh, don't look for death. And it doesn't it hasn't eliminated every fear of pain or death at all. Like I still am a normal human. You know, I think that's part of it. But on a core level, I know that it will be okay. And, um, and I think this is why in terminal patients, they often prescribe these medications or these medicines. Uh, you know, in certain circumstances, they will use mushrooms or acid. And they found that uh, psychedelic therapy in terminally ill patients dramatically reduces the anxiety related with the fear of death in terminal patients. And I think it's because once you have these experiences, you're able to let go of some of the things that you're holding on to, the grudges, the pain, the fear, because you're able to experience that. No, you know, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's actually, it's actually a release. It's a relief. It's, um, it's, it's reuniting with something that you already are that's bigger than you. Um, and that's, that's comforting. So I hope that this, uh, this little reading was insightful for you, useful, you know, and, uh, and I look forward to hearing your experiences as you go on your own journey. Please uh, make sure to, to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, because I'm going to be dropping more of my experiences with psychedelics, plant medicines, and other things that have been meaningful, impactful in my life uh, on this show. And I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for this new community we're building around this show. So guys, jump in. The water is warm. The tide is rising. It's time to surf that new wave. Until the next time, I'm Daniel DiPiazza. Talk to you soon. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. And if you love me, please do me the honor of leaving a review and a comment on the platform of your choice. Every review helps even an extra sentence because it helps us to get the message out there and to show people that this is the important type of content we need to be talking about more. The idea that the world is changing. We want to get people involved in this movement. So do me that honor. And of course, if you want to learn more about the important things within the New Wave community, make sure you go to newwaveentrepreneur.com. 
That's our brand new website that has access to our blog with tons of new free content, especially housing this podcast and a new premium level of content for you to learn even more on the important topics as well as listings for my new workshops like the one we have December 17th and 18th coming up here, all included on newwaveentrepreneur.com. So make sure to check out the website. That's it for today, my friends. Talk to you soon.